Welcome to the Educational Passages podcast. This is the Mini Boat Traffic Report. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization that seeks to connect people around the world to the ocean and each other through unique global experiences. I'm your host, Cassie Stymus. Since our last traffic report on November 17th, there were two landings, two recoveries, and two launches. On November 18th, we saw the Purple Hurricane from Washington Park Elementary School in Jasper County, Georgia, launched for a second voyage. The first, you may recall, was a five-day voyage to the Sapelo Island National Estuarine Research Reserve. This time, Dennis at Watermark Restoration and Chad Turkett of Water Removal Services ventured out off the coast of North Carolina and launched the boat right into the Gulf Stream. It followed the Gulf Stream pretty well until it found the New England seamounts, and then it started going south. Its speed has decreased to half a knot, but at least it's still at sea. That same day, but over in the Pacific, the Flames Unite was approaching the Marshall Islands. It seems that the Columbia River Maritime Museum fleet really likes to visit this area, but the Flames Unite skirted past Watje and Leekeep and now seems to be past the whole area. Wildlife, which was sailing north and pretty parallel to Flames Unite for quite some time, is now actually the furthest westward miniboat of the CRM miniboat fleet. How cool is that? This partnership started back in 2017, and it's really great to see new milestones still being met. Kimura Sensei and Destiny are also still out there from last year's fleet, but unfortunately it looks like Boat to Freedom and Donut Express from this year's fleet may have both gone silent. Hopefully they'll pop up again, which has definitely happened in this fleet before. We're also hoping to see Fledging Freddy pop up again as we last heard from the GPS on November 27th. The Butterfly of the Sea sensors stopped reporting, but the main GPS is still on, so we've been watching it as it sails around Hawaii. In the last episode, we were keeping an eye on the inspiration in the Atlantic. If you recall, on November 14th, it was in a hard-to-predict-where-it-would-go-next area. On November 13th, it was about 100 nautical miles west of the English Channel, but the winds shifted and we saw it come really close to the Isles of Scilly, which is where the spirit of Ashley Hall miniboat actually landed back in 2019. But it kept going for a whole nother week. We watched it zigzag up the English Channel as if it was surfing the tide all the way to a sandy beach at Friars Cliff on November 26th, which was interesting that it was Thanksgiving weekend, seeing that a miniboat from New England went to England. The next morning, I awoke to emails, phone calls, and social media tags from a few people that had spotted the boat on their morning walks. Some were there for a swim, like Glenda and her friends. One tag was from Amelia, who's at Shorty on Twitter, who does beach cleanups often and was delighted to see our boat. She helped to reach out to a few schools, and while we were messaging, we saw that the boat found its way to Tiptoe Primary School. We knew that based on the GPS still reporting, but we didn't get any details until the following day when we heard from Carly Wayne, who said, We are so excited that we found your boat. My husband found your boat on Mudiford Beach in Avon in Dorset yesterday at around 11 a.m. I am a primary school teacher at Tiptoe Primary School in the New Forest, Hampshire, so I have brought your boat to school. 
The children were so excited to see the boat today, and as of tomorrow, the boat will visit each classroom so the children can explore the contents. The BBC shared the news about the finding as they had visited the school and chatted with the students there that day. And the media back in New England also picked up, and by December 8th, the students all got to meet virtually. The URI GSO crew brought together all of the schools from Rhode Island, Central Falls High School, Veterans Memorial Elementary School, Racy's Dual Language Academy, grad students, and our new friends at Tiptoe Primary School in the UK. It was such a lovely moment to see all the students ask questions of each other and be inspired to connect. One of my favorite comments on social media is from Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, who said, Inspiration indeed. Plans are to relaunch Inspiration in the new year, but we don't know from where yet, so we'll have a couple launch teams work together across the Atlantic and figure it out. The week that we chatted with the Inspiration crew was actually a really busy week of virtual connections with schools around the Atlantic. Do you remember on the last report when we learned that all hands on deck had made landfall and we were curious about the boat's condition having sailed 295 days around the Atlantic? Well, we've got an update for you. We actually got to connect the students from Lexington Academy in Hampstead, New Hampshire, who built the all hands on deck with students in South Caicos over Zoom on December 7th. Sarah from the School of Field Studies Center for Marine Resource Studies on the island helped us out with coordinating the technology at the Irish Stubbs Primary School. We are so grateful to the Field Studies Program, Cassandra, Heidi, etc., for all their assistance with recovering this boat, which turns out had been picked up at sea by a fisherman, and he was not sure what it was that he found. They uh, work with schools on the island all the time, so we're able to connect us all together. And the Irish Stubbs primary students also sang to us uh, with a little We Wish You a Merry Christmas song, which was such a treat. This is definitely the start of another great friendship for sure. We had a third virtual connection that week on December 6th, which was between students at Frank Roberts Junior High in Conception Bay South, Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada, and students from Coles Pobla Acla in Ackle Island, Ireland. The purpose of the meeting was to officially start their collaboration on an ocean science project involving the relaunch of the Raven Castor miniboat. The meeting was moderated by Ambassador Eamon McKee from the Embassy of Ireland in Canada and included a few other special guests, including Caitlin, who is one of the ambassadors for this project. There's so much more I can share, but instead, think you should all just have a listen to our most recent podcast episode about the Newfoundland connections around the Atlantic, which we published just last week. On December 1st, we were watching both HVS Cruiser, which went four nautical miles close to Fayel in the Azores, but did not land, and then the Lancer off the coast of Tenerife. The Lancer launch was part of our work with the Ocean Conservation Trust Project OCN. Stu and Bex from the OCT traveled down to Tenerife and joined Jesus and the Spanish Institute of Oceanography for a few live connections where we learned about their facilities and their work and about the ship that launched the Lancer, the RV Angeles Alvarino. You should definitely check out the live videos that are available online. They are full of great information and insights into the work that oceanographers and marine educators do every day. 
on the last day of their live stream events as they were taking the ferry back to the airport. They reflected on their work so far and talked about seeing the first picture from the deck of Lancer after it was launched. Because yes, it has the full sensor pack suite with camera from MakerBuoy. I think Beck said it perfectly, how the picture stands for the next step, like it's heading out to the next part of its journey. Moments like this really are emotional if you think about all the work that goes into getting these boats out to sea. I really want to thank Stu here for all he has done with the Lancer, and we really do look forward to continuing Project Ocean. Also thanks to Fiona and Lika at Pogo who made the connection with Jesus. I think networking is really so critical to ocean science, and we appreciate all the collaborators who help us out all the time. Fiona was actually at the Calm Ocean Conference talking about the Pogo miniboat fleet the week that Lancer went back to sea. And it was also the week that Inspiration had landed not far from her work base in Plymouth, UK. It's fun how these connections are made personally and professionally. The launch of Lancer was actually a relaunch and was the start of its third journey. Its first was from the U.S. East Coast to Ireland and its second to the U.K. Now the Lancer's back at sea in the Atlantic along with its sister ship, the Lady Lance, which was launched back on November 13th. The school behind all this, Waterford High School, and their teacher, Mike O'Connor, were recently highlighted in local media for their legacy project, and they've been monitoring their fleet closely. In the new year, students will be sharing out data analysis and art projects related to these miniboat tracks, and you are all encouraged to do the same by checking out the Data Jam competition. I'll post a link in the show notes for you to check out, and I just want to make a note that all of these miniboat tracks, including those with sensor data, are available and can be analyzed in any classroom. The Lady Lance almost appears to have been stalling for a little bit while it waited for its sister ship to relaunch because for nearly two weeks it was caught in a warm core ring. This produced one of the most amount of revolutions of a mini boat in a ring to date, according to recently retired NOAA oceanographer Jim Manning, who has been tracking our mini boats for over a decade. Jim said that despite the power of the wind on their sail, the eddy currents are dominating in this case. We've also posted a really cool animation that Jim created on the boat's page, so you can check it out for yourself. And finally, we have some NF Pogo fleet updates for you. On December 13th, it turns out the Yamaya also crossed the equator. So the students at Ludlaza High School in Cape Town, South Africa, can now have their own line crossing celebration. And while we are still waiting to hear from the finders of the Spirit of Galway, we had another landing. The first to be launched in the fleet, actually, the Schnella Vela, which made land on a beach in Guyana on December 4th. You know, I actually misspoke on the last report and meant to say it was approaching French Guyana, not Guinea. But it was on its way to French Guiana, um, but then looped and went northwest for a little bit and then southwest to a remote area of Guyana. So we're now working to make connections down there with local conservation organizations to try and get that boat recovered. Well, that's it for traffic report number 10. I hope you're all enjoying these updates and feeling like you are part of our fleet because you are. That's it for this week's mini boat traffic report. Head on over to the Educational Passages website, educationalpassages.org slash at sea to explore the tracks and stories yourself. 
Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Educational Passages podcast. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization. Please consider making a donation to help us continue our work, bringing people together to learn more about the ocean. To donate, visit educationalpassages.org support. If you're enjoying this program, please consider subscribing to the podcast in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, or from wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.